it Bing Crosby and David Bowie who did that song too? Yeah. Peace on earth. <laughs> Had it be. Peace on earth. <laughs> I love that song actually. Yeah, I gotta listen to that after this. <laughs> it's a cute, charming video, even though Bing Crosby sucks ass. Yeah, he was a baby wife beater, family man. Baby yeah. wife? <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, not a good guy. All those baby wives out there. <laughs> <laughs> Little drummer boy. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. <laughs> <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> Man, and I had hoped that there was that beautiful audio chocolate of like, you know, um, Nack and Cole singing that song. Doesn't exist. Couldn't find it. You didn't sing that song? No. That's surprising. He sang like every other song I four times. Oh, for sure. He even had <laughs> yes. that he even had that album cover where it's like, you know, he's like in the turtle net sweater <laughs> and he's right in front of a fire and he's got like a leg up with like a whiskey and he's just like <laughs> Yes. Nat King was, Cole Christmas songs. It was it was it was Christmas with Nat King Cole like every time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is a shag rug underneath me. What's the I what was that album? I'll be drunk for Christmas. <laughs> I'll be my favorite one. For Christmas. I'll be drunk for Christmas. Yep. <laughs> Just you wait and see. I, I bet you it's on YouTube if I can't find it. But it's certainly not on Spotify. Yeah, they don't have everything on Spotify, unfortunately. No. Kale and I were sitting around the house the other night singing Christmas songs, but changing all the lyrics to the poops and butts. into what poops and butts poops and butts (laughs) that's okay i i I found out that um kitty butts really fits in the kitty butt (laughs) butt. oh you'll find make all these discoveries kitty butt into my face i always (laughs) sing that when i'm doing the fucking um when i'm cleaning the cat litter i'm like you got the kitty butt yeah, it works great. Well, welcome to Under the Pendulum. I'm Chris Weber. Here in the actual room with me is Heather Weber. Hi, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and still in Los Angeles is Caitlin. Oh, it's so cold here. Oh, is it? Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to make you guys feel bad. <laughs> and uh, we have a our. Always returning special guest, Emily Siebold. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so we have a very special program for everybody today. We're going to be returning to our uh, table reads. Yeah. And we're going to be doing a Christmas old radio special. It's Back for Christmas. Uh, came out in December 23rd, 1948 on the show Suspense. 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 <laughs> I love this radio program. Yeah, actually, this yeah. is the first time I, I've heard of them. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah, consistently they, they cool good. Ones. Yeah, awesome. I loved uh, Peter Lorre. Sounded like um, Gollum from The Hobbit a lot in this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was I was actually wondering. I couldn't remember who he was because I always thought he was the guy who was like, "Hello, Master." Yes, it is that. That is him. Oh, it's the same guy. Okay, okay. Yeah, awesome. I think I'm pretty he sure. Did. I don't like doing it. Yeah, that's exact. I think that's exactly Peter Lorre. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I, I was thinking it might have been him because it it sounded just like him. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe like a younger version. Yeah, he was subtly really good at acting. Like really, really good. 
<laughs> so this is going to be a tale of Christmas time murder. Murder. <laughs> so I'll be playing Herbert. Heather will be playing Hermione. Yes. Caitlin will be playing Marion. M will be playing Miss Hewitt, the steward, and the clerk. I'm all the no-name people. <laughs> Woo! And I'll also be uh, I'll also be a grumpy Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys ready to get into it? Oh yeah, let's bite into this like a turkey Christmas figgy pudding sandwich. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> like a mincemeat pie. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado. Back for Christmas. A mincemeat pie production. <laughs> Presented by Suspense. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one-horse open sleigh. Oh, jingle bells. Herbert. Herbert. Yes, my dear. What on earth are you doing down here in the cellar? Why, just doing a little digging. And why, may I ask, have you chosen this day, of all days, to dig up the cellar floor? Well, I I thought as the weather had been so damp, this would be a good time to plant that little devil's garden I've been telling you about. Devil's garden? Whatever nonsense is that? That was my little joke about it. You see, I've I've managed to get a hold of some spores of several unclassified wild orchids. In their wild state, they bloom under damp masses of leaf mold. The South American Indians call them devil flowers because they appear to bloom under the ground. Well, I'm sure the South American Indians will be very interested if you succeed in growing these ridiculous flowers under the cellar floor. Whom else will it interest? I can't imagine. What's that terrible smell? Why, why that's the leaf mold, chemically identical with the earth blanket they grow under in the wild state. I suppose I should line the pit with concrete so as to prevent seepage from this foreign soil, but I don't suppose there will be much time for it now, and I do want to get these started before we close the house. There certainly will not be time for it. Do you realize that we're sailing for America a week from today, and you've made no arrangements whatever? Unless you call digging a hole in the cellar making arrangements. I certainly don't. Devil's garden, indeed. Sometimes I think you're going soft in the head, Herbert. I suppose it's inconsiderate of me. You see, I've been wanting to try this experiment for a long time. But what with my lectures and seminars at the university, there never seemed to be time. Well, there certainly isn't any time for it now. I suppose you've forgotten I've made an appointment for you at the barber's this afternoon? Must I shave off my beard, Hermione? I thought we'd been through all that. Of course you must. They don't wear beards in America. Go and get your jacket on, and do as I tell you. Yes, Hermione. And don't forget to take your umbrella. It looks like rain. Yes, Hermione. Oh, don't look so put upon, Herbert. Someone has to plan things in this house, or you'd never even get to the university in time for your lectures, much less make arrangements for a trip to America. I know. But what about my specimens? There'll be plenty of time to plant your precious devil's garden when we get home from America. We're not going to be gone forever, you know. We'll be back here for Christmas. Yes, of course. Back for Christmas. I'd forgotten. Well, try to remember it. And if you can't do that, do just as I tell you. I've been making the plans in this house for twenty years, and if there's any digging to be done, I'll manage that as well. 
You understand, Herbert? Yes, Hermione. Good. You have just 20 minutes to clean up this mess down here and keep your appointment at the barber's. When you've finished there, I want you to come straight home. Oh, I, I wanted to stop by Miss Markham's and, and pick up some books I ordered. Well, all right. But don't loiter there the whole afternoon, browsing over those old books the way you usually do. Now hurry and clear up this rubbish. Get rid of that smelly stuff. And no more digging, mind you. Yes, Hermione. Damn, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hermione. How many years has it been since I've been saying that? Ten years? Fifteen? Twenty? Clear up the rubbish. Yes, Hermione. Don't forget your umbrella. Yes, Hermione. Do this. Do that. Yes, Hermione. Yes. Yes. How much longer can I stand this? Good evening, sir. Good evening, Miss Markham. Why, it is Professor Carpenter, isn't it? You like me better this way? You look ever so much younger, without the beard. Twenty years, at least. Twenty years. You'll be glad to know those books you've ordered have finally arrived. Books? Phototomy of phylloid gametophytes, fights. <laughs> and carnivorous shrubs of North America. Those are the ones you ordered, aren't they? Yes, thank you. You're very kind, Miss Markham. Why kind, Professor Carpenter? Not many young ladies in bookshops would go out of their way to look up rare books for an old professor of botany. Why, you're not old, Professor Carpenter. Really, you look... And besides, I adore botany. It's my particular hobby. Oh, really? You, you never told me that before, Miss Markham. I was afraid to. You were always so imposing with the beard and the tinfoil hat and all. <laughs> you might be interested in some specimen of alpine polyanthes that were just sent to me by a friend from Switzerland. Switzerland? I used to go there all the time for my holidays before the war. Oh, did something happen? <laughs> <laughs> you love Switzerland? Every part of it. The lakes, the mountains, the beautiful spring flowers, especially the flowers. It seems we have a lot in common, Miss Markham. I'm sorry we haven't talked before. I am too. It was... <laughs> I am too. It was always the fault of that beard and the halitosis, it seems. Miss <laughs> Markham, forgive me if, that, if this sounds foolish, but I feel that shaving off my beard is the most important thing I've done for, for 20 years. Oh, it is. I'm sure it is. I'm ashamed that I've been so distant with you all this time. Oh, there were times when I almost spoke up. Times when you came in here, tired after a day with your students at the university. You seem so alone. The way I am alone. I'd rather have asked you to stay a while and talk with me. But some way or another, I wound up giving you your change and letting you go on your way. You say you're... Alone in the world? Since my father died. Did you ever think of marrying? My father was such a remarkable man. I never found anyone who seemed to measure up to what he led me to expect of men. Then came the war. Miss again. Markham. <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Some would say a second war. <laughs> second war. <laughs> it's been so long since anyone called me by my first name. I'd like you to, if you want to. It's Snuffleupagus. I mean Marion. <laughs> Marion Snuffleupagus. <laughs> and yours? Uh, Herbert. How long have you been alone, Herbert? Alone? <laughs> I knew you were a widower, of course, the first time I saw you. Uh, a widower? I can always tell. There's a certain sadness in a man's eyes. A sweet sadness. When he has been married and then lost... A widower? I never thought of it quite that way. Perhaps I... I shouldn't be talking like this. But I've often wondered what she must have been like. Hermione? Not an easy woman to forget. Very strong, always managing things. The house, my wardrobe, my friends. When we dined at a restaurant, she even ordered my food and chewed it up for me. <laughs> she was always managing things. You might say, she managed herself to death. Uh, uh, poor woman. <laughs> <laughs> she must have loved you very much. But she needn't have put herself out so. It's plain to see you don't need things managed for you. You need companionship, I think. Someone sympathetic to your work. But the last thing on earth you need is a manager. <laughs> How will you put it? The last thing on earth. Suspense! <laughs> That's the first time I thought of it, of course. And suddenly, a whole new world opened up before my eyes. Marion and America, and no more of Hermione's planning my life for me. By the time I got home, my mind was working overtime. Well, at last. You certainly took long enough about it. What are you looking so pleased about? Oh, I don't know. I... Getting rid of the beard, perhaps? I, I feel twenty years younger. <laughs> you look even smaller. Your face looks triangular or something. I'd forgotten your chin was so weak. But never mind. You can grow it back soon enough. After Christmas. Where are you going? Down to the cellar. I, I just bought this electric lantern and I thought I'd, I'd put it away down there. Now, whatever possessed you to buy a thing like that? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I rather liked this lantern and... It might come in handy, who knows? Now, Herbert, don't start digging down there again. I have a hundred things to do, putting the house in order before we leave. I want you to carry these boxes upstairs for me. Yes, Hermione. And, if you're going down to the cellar, take this along and stuff it into the furnace. But, but this is my old bathrobe. I, I may need it. Nonsense. I've bought you a new one. Get rid of it. And don't start puttering down there with that devil's garden, or whatever you call it. Oh, I'm through digging, my dear. I think the pit is quite deep enough now for my devil's garden. Suspense! <laughs> it would all have to be carefully planned, of course. Just as carefully planned as Hermione was planning the trip to America. We both went about our arrangements as the days passed. I spent all the time I could with Marion, and finally, she consented. And then it was the last day, the big day, the day we were to sail for America. Operator, 
Operator, are you there? I'm still waiting on that call to Salisbury. Oh, well, put them on quickly. Hello? Is this Paul Holt and Sons? It's Mrs. Herbert Carpenter. Did you receive my letter? Good. Now, remember, we'll be back for Christmas, and I want this job done without fail. What's that? No, I'm sure he doesn't suspect anything. Send the bill to me in New York, as I instructed you. Addressed in my name, of course. Yes, I've already put them in the mail. You'll get them tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, here you are, Herbert. Where have you been? Well, backstairs. I, I dismissed the servants. Dismissed the servants? But I've asked some friends of mine into a farewell luncheon. Go and tell them it's a mistake. I'm, I'm afraid it's too late now. They've, they've packed and gone. You have messed things up properly. How many times have I told you to leave things to me? I'll make the plans around here. Yes, Hermione. You'll have to do better than this when I plan the trip home, or we'll never in the world be back for Christmas. Back for Christmas? Back for Christmas. Why must you keep saying that? Why not? We are coming back for Christmas, aren't we? Supposing I were, I were offered a professorship in one of those wealthy American universities. Nonsense. Americans care nothing for botany. Luther Burbank was an American. That's different. What have you ever done except muck around in the dirt with a lot of roots and tubers? They asked me to lecture. That means something. Of course they asked you to lecture. Americans will pay to hear any foreigner deliver a lecture. Once. Now, there's no use getting yourself in a state about this, Herbert. No doubt this extra money will come in handy when we arrive. Back, Back for, for Christmas. Christmas, yes. Precisely. And it's no good you making a joke of it. Heaven knows where you'd be today if I hadn't got a sense of time. Yes, my dear Hermione. And as you've been so foolish as to dismiss the servants, you may empty the ashtrays and straighten up this room while we're waiting for the guests to arrive. I'm going upstairs. Call me when they get here. Yes, Hermione. Suspense! <laughs> yes, Hermione. Yes, Hermione. For twenty years, Hermione always so right. Thought of everything. Well, not quite everything. There. Running her bath now. Safe to call Marion. If Marion were to change her mind now, after all, we haven't known each other very long for this sort of thing. If she had any idea that I was not a widower... Yet. Marion? It's, it's Hubert, my darling. Nothing's wrong. My, my plans are the same. Unless you've changed. No? We'll meet in New York and be married there. I'll explain why later. You'll, you'll have to trust me. Yes, yes, my darling. Herbert! I'm sorry, I can't talk any longer. Yes, I'll meet you in New York without fail. Until then, my darling. <laughs> Herbert, were you talking on the phone just now? Yes, Hermione. Whoever was it? Uh, uh, Freddy, uh, Freddy Sinclair. Didn't I hear you say something about meeting somebody in New York? Why, yes. Oh, Freddy said he might possibly get over there before we leave. And I said, of course, we'd meet him there if, if he did decide to go. That seems very peculiar. But then all of your friends are peculiar. Yes, Hermione. And just look at your jacket. Have you been digging in that cellar again? Yes, Hermione. Well, there's no need for it. 
You can't possibly get that devil's garden thing finished. Go and change your clothes before the guests arrive. Yes, Hermione. Never mind. I see somebody coming up the block now. Go and let them in. Yes, Hermione. Herbert. Yes, my dear? Look out the window. There's Professor and Miss Goodenough. But who's that with them? Why, it's... Precisely. Freddie Sinclair. Peculiar, you should have been talking to him on the phone not three minutes ago, and now here he is. Yes, uh, isn't it? But then, as you say, Hermione, all my friends are peculiar. Not so half-peculiar as you. Digging in the cellar an hour before we leave for America. Just look at yourself. And now that I think of it... Yes, Hermione? Oh, never mind. Go and let them in. You were going to ask me something, Hermione, about... About the hole I'm digging in the cellar? Oh, good heavens. Stop rolling your eyes about that way. One would think you were digging a grave down there instead of a storage bin. Yes, Hermione. What's that? I said yes, Hermione. <laughs> oh, bother. Open the door and stop saying yes, Hermione. I think, my dear, I've said it for the last time. Suspense! <laughs> Are you not suspended? <laughs> ionized yeast. That's right, ionized yeast. <laughs> suspended in bread. Children love ionized yeast. Well, now we're suspended in wine from what the commercial Oh, yeah, was. that's right, Roma wine. Roma wine. Which had a mm -hmm. kind of a very racist commercial towards the end. Racist yeah, commercials from the 40s? Yeah, it was, it was, it's, it was like... Not really racist, but it, like it was, <laughs> well, it was a, a white person doing a Spanish voice. Oh, I see what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it was great. <laughs> They're just like, "What you godlike American bringing wine, the Roma wine down here?" Like, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it's a good wine. It's a good wine. <laughs> back for Christmas. Hermione was so positive we would be back for Christmas. That last afternoon, pouring tea for a few friends who had come in to say last-minute farewells, she kept reiterating it. Now, Hermione, don't let those Americans lure your husband on with one of their fat university jobs. We absolutely must have you home for Christmas. He will be back, I promise you. It's, it's not absolutely certain, of, of course. Herbert! What do you mean it's not certain? Of course it's certain. After all, Herbert, old boy, you've contracted to lecture for only three months. <laughs> Quite right. But then, of course, anything may happen. Herbert adores being unpredictable. Now, what other man would decide the day, the very day, mind you, before leaving for America to dig a great hole in the floor of the cellar? In the cellar? Yes. He's going to put some unclassified... Wild orchids down there. A devil's garden, if you please. Sounds mysterious. That's Herbert, though. It's really quite simple, once you find out what he's up to. Now take that telephone call he put through to you a few minutes before you arrived, Freddy. To me? Of course. Herbert wanted to surprise me about your plans to meet us in New York next month. Wasn't that why he called? To ask you not to mention it? But my dear Hermione, Herbert couldn't possibly have telephoned me within the past hour. I've been walking in the park since three and not stuffing my face. <laughs> he didn't telephone you. 
Oh, goody! As far as for my going to America! Now, come, come, Freddy. You may as well own up to it. Hermione has found me out again. But Herbert, old chap, I, I really don't. <laughs> you see what a poor liar Herbert makes. He's as red as a beetroot. Aren't you ashamed of yourself, Professor? Stringing poor Hermione along like this. And as for you, Freddy, I'm furious you said nothing to us about going to America. But, but, but look here, old girl, I've, I've been trying to tell everyone here that... Old girl! <laughs> oh, stuff and nonsense. The game's gone on long enough. <laughs> Besides, we must start getting ready. It was marvellous of all of you to come in and say goodbye. And don't worry about Herbert's little jokes. I will bring him back for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. I'm, I'm so glad. That was good. You may rely on it. <laughs> <laughs> they all believed her. For years she had been promising me for dinner parties, garden parties, committees, and the promises had always been kept. This time they wouldn't be. Oh, I'd seen to that. The servants were gone for good. The farewells all said. I had time to the minute how long it would take to fill the hole in the cellar. My devil's garden. Upstairs in the bedroom I undressed, folded my clothes over the chair, and put on my old bathrobe. Then I opened the door into Hermione's room. H Hermione, have you a moment to spare? Of course, dear. I'm just finished. Then, then come in here for a moment. There's something rather extraordinary in here. Good heavens, Herbert. What are you lounging about in that filthy old bathrobe for? I told you to put it in the furnace. Oh, well, I'll do it today, yes. I, I really will, I promise. Well, high time. Now, what is it you want to show me? In the bathroom here. Just look. Who in the world do you suppose dropped a gold chain down the bathtub drain? Nobody has, of course. Nobody wears such a thing. She's never been to New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> then, then what's it doing here? I don't see anything. Here, I'll, I'll hold the flashlight for you. If you lean right over, you can see it shining deep down. <sighs> Such a lot of nonsense. Just as were. I don't see it, Herbert. Go on looking, Hermione. In just a moment. Herbert, I absolutely refuse to. Herbert, what are you doing? Take your hands off my neck! Oh, I will, Hermione, just as soon as I've finished the arrangements for my trip to America. What are you talking about? You thought you were the only one who could plan things, didn't you, Hermione? Well, I've been making some plans of my own this past week. In exactly one minute and 45 seconds, you'll be dead, Hermione. You see, I've planned it very accurately. You'll never get away with it. Oh, I thought you might say that, Hermione. But I will get away with it. You won't mind the smell of the leaf mold down in the cellar when I take you down there today. Yes, that's where you're going, Hermione, into my devil's garden that annoyed you so much. The soil is full of clay. It won't settle much. In a month or so, you won't even look dug up. My friends, they all expect me back for Christmas. If they don't hear from me, they'll wonder. And if I don't come back... They'll start asking questions. Why won't you die? <laughs> no, they won't, because you'll write them letters, Hermione, on the typewriter as you always do. They'll be signed H in that neat, cryptic way you always signed your notes to your friends. Let me up. No. Now. No. 
It won't work, Herbert. You were never any good at planning things. <laughs> but I've changed. I've learned from watching you all these years. The lecture people in America, they'll be expecting you to be traveling with your wife. Damn, that's a tree-like neck. <laughs> <laughs> I will be traveling with my wife, but not my present wife, Hermione. Fortunately, they've never met you. I'll write a few letters home for you, then fewer and fewer. Write letters signed with my own name, always expecting to get back, but never quite able to. Keep the house one year, then another, then another. They'll get used to it. I might even come back alone in a year or two and, and clear it up properly. Say you died in America. Nobody will ever suspect that you are lying under the floor of the cellar in this very house. Herbert, it won't work, I tell you. That pit you dug in the cellar... Oh, I can assure you, my dear Hermione, it will serve its purpose well. Herbert... Sorry, my dear, I've got to get this done on schedule. You have just five seconds to say your prayers. Herbert, you must listen. The cellar, it... Don't do it, Herbert. Herbert! Ah! <laughs> Suspense! Da -da -da. The water cut off at the main as I knew she would order it. She was so thorough. So was I. A clean blow at the base of the skull, nothing to wash up. The electric current shut off at one o'clock, just as she had ordered it. She thought of everything. So did I. My nice new electric lantern, plenty of light to work by in the cellar. The old bathrobe she wanted to throw away came in handy now, if there were any chance of bloodstains. Then in the fire with it afterwards, the last evidence of my devil's garden... It was going well, still an hour till I had to leave for the boat. The hole was almost filled. Bing bong. Oh no, not now. Go away, whoever you are, go away. Bing bong. Did I leave the front door unlocked? If it's the Wallingfords, no, no, go away, go away. After that, it was easy. Put the finishing touches on the devil's garden. Dress fast. Get out of the house before 6.30. Take the boat train to Southampton and board the ship for America. All according to plan. Hermione's plan. Burr, burr. Oh, oh, steward. Yes, sir? My wife is indisposed. She'll be taking her meals in our stateroom. For the whole voyage? Yes, the whole voyage. <laughs> I trust your wife is feeling better this morning, Professor. A little. Not yet well enough to leave her cabin. I'm sorry. By the way, here's a copy of the radiogram you sent for your wife last evening. Oh, thank you. I'll I'll check it over, but, but look here. <laughs> what? Typists make a mistake? No, no, nothing important. She can, she can correct it later. But it is. For a moment, I had a feeling that Hermione had been leaning over my shoulder again, correcting what I had written, as she always did. I had written a radiogram to Professor Goodenough and his wife. Haven't been out of my cabin the whole beastly trip. Herbert, well, doubt will be back for Christmas, the copy read. No doubt will be back for Christmas. Exactly what Hermione would have written. Well, the rest of the voyage was uneventful, and Marion and I met in New York, just as we had planned. Just as we had planned. 
Professor and Mrs. Carpenter, we, we have reservations, I believe. Oh, yes. We've been expecting you, sir. Bellboy! Take Professor and Mrs. Carpenter's luggage up to their suite. You know, Mrs. Carpenter, you're quite a surprise. Your letter reserving the rooms was so thorough. I was expecting an older, more forbidding type of person. Frankly, ma'am. No, as a matter of fact, we're just married. But my letter reserving the rooms? Uh, I, I wrote the letter, my dear, and, and signed it Miss Carpenter, just, just as a joke. What a cunning old fox you are, Herbert. Now that I think of it, I, I am rather. Oh, and I almost forgot. There's a letter for you, Mrs. Carpenter. That's peculiar. I wonder who on earth... Well, we, we shall find out in good time. Come along, my dear. We're keeping the boy waiting. Nothing like a cold, brisk shower to put a man to rights. Herbert, th this letter. Oh, yes, the letter. Dry my hair, will you, dear? It seems to be a bill of some sort from a building contractor in Salisbury. Mm. Oh, bother. Dry your own hair. Thank you, my sweet. Let's see this bill or whatever it is. It's very puzzling, Herbert. You were a widower, weren't you? I mean, Hermione isn't still alive. Oh, good heavens, no! Let's have that. Hmm. Dear madam, this is to acknowledge your order together with the keys to your house in Launston Place. Our men had no difficulty in finding the place where your husband had begun the excavations in the cellar, but apparently he changed his mind at the last moment and filled it in again. What is it, Herbert? Our men will begin digging tomorrow? And you may rest assured that it will be a professional job and will be completed in ample time for your surprise Christmas present to your husband. We are happy to be conspirators with you in this thoughtful gesture and hope that Professor Carpenter will be pleased at the results of our work that he so quaintly calls his Devil's Garden. Very truly yours, Paul Houghton Sons, Contractors! What does it mean, Herbert? It means that Hermione was right. I will be back for Christmas. Back for Christmas! Back for Christmas! <laughs> back for Christmas! Alright, well, everybody, back for Christmas! Back for Christmas! Back for Christmas. Back for are, you, Christmas. are you cool, dear? Are you okay? <laughs> are, you, are you cool right now? <laughs> back for Christmas. Suspense! Suspense! <laughs> yeah, that was it. <laughs> we do hope you enjoyed this teleplay brought to you by Roma Wine. Roma Wine! <laughs> yeah, Please that's, stand um... for the national anthem. <laughs> Man, Hermione is a bitch. She's horrible. Yeah. He's kind of a douche. So wait, what, yeah, was a it a nice... They should have gotten a divorce. What's that? Long time ago. <laughs> what, was it a nice... What were, was what was she trying to do for him? Like, build him a nicer garden or something? Yeah, I think she was just trying to help him, like, dig up the cellar, possibly. So that, yeah. He she could helped have... him dig her own grave. And dig her <laughs> up. <laughs> That's yeah. too funny. Oh, yeah. man. Peter Laurie, like, served that shit. He was freaking out at the end it was crazy. i know i know man 
Can't can't Whoa. compete with Peter Lorre, you know. Well, I mean, and that was like that was a, that was a lot. That was some extra. Yeah, it was a lot. This is the Christmas lesson: don't micromanage your own death. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, that's. That was a fun one, though. Yeah, it was fun. It was actually it was kind of hard to find good Christmas ones. Yeah, yeah. We found a Christmas Carol adaptation, but it was an hour long, and oh, there's Jiminy a Cricket. shit ton of characters in a Christmas Carol, so <laughs> we would have needed a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I maybe yeah. next year. I I call the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> Thank you. I want to be the Thank scary you. ghost child. <laughs> I want to be Kermit. No, I'm just kidding. My favorite part is the mice that are like, and no cheeses for us, pieces. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, actually, the, the uh, Colorado Symphony is doing a, uh, a live thing of. Not the Christmas Carol. You were telling me God that, and that sounds it. so awesome. Yeah, that does sound awesome. There's no way I can make it. Damn it! I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for joining us, everyone. Um, I guess we should do socials. Yeah. So you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, or almost anywhere else you get your pods. Oh, I just I remembered it all. Wow. Yeah, you say it over 40 times, you remember. It's that Christmas <laughs> spirit, Chris. That's right. It's got the spirit in him. <laughs> Where can they find you, Heather? Oh, they can find me on Facebook at Heather Thomas, Instagram, h.n.thomas, Twitter, Heather W. Thomas. Uh huh. That's it. Oh, <laughs> where can they find your narrations? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Creepy Tales to Terrify <clears throat> and Chilling Tales for Dark Nights. Nice. What about you, Kate? And you, and you can find me on Inst- Insta Christmas Ham uh, at Frothy Star Dog. <laughs> Instant Christmas Ham. And thank you for joining us again, Emily. Would you got anything to plug? Um, so you can find my podcast where podcasts are available. You can find me on Instagram at Dog Care Sweater. Uh, you can also follow us at Everyday Lies Pod on Tumblr and Instagram. Um, I, as a person, do not exist corporally. I am a, a vapor of gas. So you can't wow. find me. Don't try. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can find me on Facebook by searching for Christopher Weber and Instagram by searching for Christopher Weber 13V. Woo! Amazing. <laughs> Amazing suspense. Suspense. <laughs> well, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back uh, in the new year. Yep. So hope everyone has a good holiday and a good New Year's, and we'll see you next time. Merry, Happy holidays. Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Merry Christmas. You filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs>